Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Blizzard Watch Plays Things. Uh, today, we're going to be starting with our last episode of Otherweld. Uh, before we get into the episode and the recap, I'm going to let everybody introduce themselves as a reminder of who they are playing in this part of the adventure. Uh, we'll start with the, well, as far as the chat goes, we'll start with Matt. We'll go bottom up. Matt, who are you playing? Hi, I'm Matt. I'm playing May. She is a giant lion lady who gets gianter when she feels like it. It's true. She does get very, very big. Uh, next is Andrew. Hi, I'm playing Dinar, uh, Eric Ganassi, Warlock Genie. Okay. Uh, next up, Liz. Hello, I am playing Ron, a changeling rogue. Uh, Deb. Hello, I am playing Merzy Dotes, a gnome tinkerer who is currently flying around looking at this dead body. All right. And then next we have Corey. Hi, I'm playing Yordle the Tortle, and I'm a druid. It's true, he is. And then last but certainly not least, Anne. Hi, I'm totally playing Quint, who is a half-orc monk today. Like, Absolutely. really, for reals, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I am Joe Perez. I will be your game master for today. When last we left our group of intrepid adventurers, they had just found their way through a winding citadel uh, rather quickly, quicker than I had anticipated. Thank you to you making the correct choices randomly. I think I shared a picture of it. It was quite fantastic. Um, you found your way to the top of the citadel in which after uh, several golems, a few traps, uh, you came face to face with the goddess Lilith and her throngs of followers and their sacrificial pit. What lay before you uh, revealed was that the chalice you were looking for was being used as an arcane power source for a fleshy construct made out of Ron's former cellmates, uh, in which you engaged with the flesh beast into combat and uh, took it down rather handily. Uh, and then as you looked around after that, everything was gone including your dwarven companion. Uh, you have not had a long rest or a short rest. In fact, we joined the party moments after removing the golden chalice from the chest of the abomination. Uh, so you are worse for wear as you were. All of your spell slots are still down. We are not at full capacity, folks. So you have just defeated this big bad. Lilith is nowhere to be seen. Uh, the pit that was filled with blood is completely dry and empty. It is stained as if it was uh, ancient and, and sort of like has that dark brown black film that you would normally associate with the staining from a sanguine effect. Uh, and all of the followers are completely gone uh, and it is eerily still. Wow, that was a really crazy fight. Uh, does Ron have the chalice we'd come to get? Yes, I believe you were the one that removed it from the chest of the beast at the end of the uh, sure the I last was. game. Yep. Um, I'd like to inspect it. Does it? Well, I don't know what I want to find out. Is it like? So you look at broken, it. Broken? Cursed? You, is it? I don't know. Well, it's not going to take a whole lot of of arcane knowledge or anything like that. We know that it is an artifact. Um, the exact uh, how artifacty it is, I guess, or the exact power level is questionable. Um, you know that it is associated with Hell uh, in her domain, and it was a gift that was given to Hatterai uh, that he had summarily lost. 
you would assume that Lilith was not able to crack the full potential of the power, uh, and the Flesh Golem was probably the best that she could manage. You look it over, it is crafted from what you first you thought was gold, but as you look closer at it, it actually looks like it is made out of some form of bone. It's not a bone you have ever seen before, and if you show it to the rest of the party, you all can can take a look, and if you have an applicable skill that you wish to check it with, feel free. Now, this could be arcana, medicine, history, uh, any of those things, so I would just need to know if you want to make a check and what you want to do for that check. I'll do a medicine check. Okay. Uh, looks like Dinar was making an arcana check. Yeah, but it was uh, a nature Go for it. Make that nature check. Uh, Arcana-wise, Dinar, it's nothing you have ever seen before. Quint, you are not even certain it is bone. Yeah, that was a natural one. Yeah. <laughs> For a four, a total of four, but yeah. Okay, Yordle with a 13. With a 13, you would know that it is not something that naturally occurs on this plane of existence. So it is not not a natural creature, per se. I do an insight check to see. Sure, go ahead. Why not? Natural 20. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Dang! <laughs> While traditionally natural twenties and critical or critical successes and critical fails don't apply to skills, well, I don't believe that should be a thing. So we're going to be giving you a little more information. Your insight is born from your knowledge of essentially the conflict between Lilith and Hell. Uh, so they are essentially vying for control of the same sort of space. They are both goddesses of death. The difference being that Hell is essentially true neutral. She is all about balance, but also death in her domain isn't just on the mortal plane. She also sees celestial beings, fiends, anything that has the capability of dying technically moves through her domain to wherever they will find their final rest or wherever they're going to go. So it would stand the reason that with Yordle's knowledge that it doesn't exist necessarily on this plane of existence, this is probably something crafted out of the remains of a being of immense power that does not reside on this plane. Possibly another deity, maybe a celestial being of some sort. That's the part that you're not sure of. And I'm going to need everybody to make perception checks, please. 17. Jesus, you are. I'm very perceptive. That's a that's a twenty. Eleven. I got a three. Okay. You're eighteen plus two. I think that's twenty. That's a dirty twenty. Yep. All right. So Yordle, you catch it first, and maybe it's because you're more attuned to to nature in, in general. Uh, but you start to feel a slight rumbling, a tremoring, uh, and then eventually, uh, Merzi, you pick up on it. Uh, and then Quint, you start to feel it as well. Ron, you start to feel a little bit after it, and you all share a look, and you start to look around, and it's becoming pretty obvious that whatever power bound this place is gone, and it is starting to slowly come apart. You see rocks start to tumble. Uh, you see cracks start to form, and it's slow at first, and it's it's not very loud, but it gets more powerful, and it gets louder as time moves on. Now, you are 150 feet at the top of this thing, <laughs> and you can start trying to get down in any way, shape, or form that you see fit. Here's how this is going to work. Uh -huh. you, you have to do an escape. Now, the escape check is going to be based off of skill checks. Uh, you need 15 successes to make it all the way down. So basically, every 10 feet. 
and everybody gets to act and do something to try to contribute to that success. And if you fail, uh, fun things might happen. So we're going to start and uh, we're not going to do any sort of initiative order uh, simply because it's not really combat per se. Uh, so we'll start. Who wants to go first? You start to see this place start to crumble down around you. And you do see Bertrand still down there over at the edge of the clearing, uh, in the clearing of bones. The bones are still down there. Uh, and he's just kind of casually waiting, looking his little ox head up at you, ox heads up at you. Well, I'm never landed. So I'm watching. How long did fly last? I think it's an hour. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how much time I have left, but I'm seeing... Looking down at my compatriots, this thing is slowly coming unglued. Um, so I'm going to try and direct them from my flight. No, no, no. Don't go that way. Go this way. It looks clear over here. Okay. So the way we're going to do that then is if you are going to do that, that's going to lend everybody the help action on skill checks that they're going to make to try to navigate. So basically, whenever you guys are making a skill check, you'll be able to do it at advantage. All right. Next, who is uh who's up? Okay. Um can I cast fly on two people and use my um what's it called? What's it? elemental gift I think it is where I give myself flying speed? Absolutely. Uh we okay. will we will count that as two successes. All right. So I kind of make like little flying carpets under <laughs> um Ron and <sighs> Let's see. Clint. No, I'll be good. I've got acrobatics. Okay, so let's say... Um, Yordle probably Yordle, would not be Yordle. a terrible Yordle. Yordle. Looks, looks like he's slow. So under Ron and Yordle, and then my bottom half turns into like kind of a swirling tornado. So Okay, you guys begin to run down the side of the uh, the steps of this, and you take your first set of actions. Uh, Gim, your uh, Merzi is directing traffic. Uh, and then you see Dinar reach over as everybody's running, uh, touches Yordle on the shoulder and touches Ron on the shoulder, uh, immediately popping a spectral, essentially flying carpet under each, underneath each of you, giving you a fly speed, uh, which gives you a little bit of an advantage as the stairs and rocks start to tumble. Uh, but you're not out of the woods yet as some of this rock is starting to shoot out from the side of the temple towards you. Uh, so those are two successes and that is two sets of actions. Uh, who wants to take another act? Who wants to take the next action? We were just fighting, yes? Correct. You are still So big. I'm still giant and I'm still raging. That is correct. I am going to grab one of those pieces of rock that just shot out of the place, rip it out of the freaking ground, and drop it in front of me and ride it down. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a strength check with advantage, please. Strength or athletics? Uh, whichever. Uh, athletics, actually. That would probably make more sense. Handily, uh, we're going to go ahead and count that as another success. Uh, you guys, as you are running down, you are now 30. I feet. will wait. I'll, I'll wait for anybody that wants to get on for a second. I, like, I, you know, I don't know who's left. I think uh, everybody except Quint and I are flying at the end, So, yeah. Assuming Clint does her own thing. I'm going to hop on. I'll hop on your back. <laughs> okay. uh, and then so I kick off. Acrobatics check. Acrobatics check, please. You get advantage. You are being directed by you're oh, being yeah, directed by right. Mersey. Oh, that's much better. Twenty four. All right, that is another success. Uh, as and you guys are this is as you are constantly moving down as things are are tumbling around you. On um, each success represents another ten feet of movement, essentially that you've made it through the obstacle. Uh, so you are forty feet down, essentially at this point, uh, and that leaves us with I think that's 
Corey, you are the only one that has not acted on this this go around. Then I don't think I'm going to use. Oh, and Ron, excuse me. Yeah. I'm going to use Entangle to stop some of the wall from collapsing. Okay, we'll count that as an instantaneous success. Uh, they do not get a saving throw. It is Rock. Uh, <laughs> that's going to bring <laughs> us over to Ron. What does Ron do? Um, I was wondering if I could like hang in the back and like uh, I don't know, like try and like if there's any rubble coming down, like small rubble, like deflect it with my sword and like just sort of swat things away that might hit people. Okay. Is that something that's even feasible? Well, as this is a skills challenge, you can definitely making an attack is definitely a skill of sorts. Uh, so I would say you could theoretically make a, an attack roll at advantage uh, to see if you can keep deflecting it to try to keep people safe. And you can do that as you are flying down. So go ahead and make that attack roll with advantage and tell me what you got. Uh, dirty 20. Okay. Uh, that is a success. You actually managed to swat some of that out of the way as you are heading down, uh, keeping a few pieces from hitting, uh, we'll say, uh, Yordle in the back of the head as you two are flying down. And you are 60 feet down, 90 feet to go. Uh, at this time, I'm going to need each of you to roll just a D- straight D20 uh, for a straight luck check. <laughs> 20. Okay. I ain't got no luck. <laughs> 13. Yep. Uh, so everybody is good except for Marzi. As you're flying down directing traffic, you are so hyper-focused on making sure everybody is getting to where they need to go and that everything is is moving to the exact beat. Uh, you're, you're doing a great job of it, uh, but then you're you you know you're trying to also hold on to Tubi as well at the same time. It's just too much to keep track of uh, as a, uh, looks like a piece of, well, a skeletal giant hand? Uh, shoots out from the side of the temple uh, and takes a swipe at you. Does a 17 hit you? Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't. What are you trying to redirect it to? There's only one thing. It can hit the. It can hit me, for that matter. Okay. Oh, but it wouldn't hit me. I have a 19 armor class. Okay, so then it will... You deflect and move yourself into it, uh, basically taking the brunt of the attack, which just kind of uh, shears off your natural hide. And then we are back to another round of skill checks. In also, any that means that I wish. got an attack, right? I was attacked just now? You were attacked, yes. So my rage continues. Your rage will continue throughout the entirety of the event as this thing is essentially the environment attacking you. Okay, not, I just want to make sure. Yeah, do not. I'm not taking that away from you. All right, so... Next round of uh, skill checks. Go forth. Whoever wants to go first. Do you need one from me? Nope. You are okay. you are directing the traffic. You are giving everybody advantage. So so I can scream really loudly. Yes. Okay. We're, we, we've we've done our primal scream. Is this thing went right shooting right by us? All right. <laughs> I'm gonna try and steer the uh, giant rock into stuff that's coming out to sm- not only to make the giant rock I'm riding on smaller because I don't want to be on a giant rock at the end, but also to keep things from hitting other people. So that's what I'm going to try and do. Okay. So another athletics check. Forgot to roll with advantage. That's fine. And hey. it, it's better that time. 17. Yep. Hang is, on Quint. That is good enough for a success. All right. That is seven success. You are 70 feet down the side of the, the decaying temple. Next up. Is there rocks like flying at us? Absolutely. There's tons of stuff flying can around I, you. Can I try using deflect missiles or does that not work? Because it's, 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 you catch a missile when you're hit by a ranged weapon attack. I don't think a rock counts, does it? 
I would say it would uh, for the argument of this one. We'll go ahead, but I'm going to say that it is going to require you to, uh, I believe it's a, a reaction, right? It's a dexterity saving throw. Yeah. Yeah. It's a reaction. Yep. So go ahead and make that dex check. Uh, and we'll see if it is good enough to deflect. Is is it just dexterity? Oh, uh, dexterity saving throw. I see it. Yep. <laughs> Man. You get it, advantage. Get advan- yep. Okay. 18. <laughs> All right. Good enough for another success. Uh, you are 80 feet down the side of the temple. Uh, you are 70 feet away from, from touching down on the ground. Uh, so that is Ron, uh, Dinar, and Yordle. What do you get? All right. So I'm thinking it's kind of a mage hand thing. He puts out his hand to clear the path for the rock and to clear stuff out of the way. So maybe Arcana to use the magic mage hand. I would say, yeah, an Arcana check with advantage uh, because you are being directed with uh, the assistance of Mirzi. 23. That is good enough for another success. Uh, ever so close to the bottom, 60 feet away, you can smell the uh, the dirt b- b- coming up on you, your feet there. Uh, so that Yordle or... Oh, Ron. Could could Ron like dash ahead and like try and see places ahead of us where the rock looks more stable, where the stairs aren't collapsing as much, and like here, this way, this way. Uh, you are quicker than everybody else because you are a rogue, and rogues do weird, weird, random things for movement. Uh, so yes, and I'll say that that would be a perception check, which is a skill. Uh, so go ahead and do a perception check with advantage, please. With advantage. Oh my god, I pulled out my actual dice, which was maybe a mistake, because I rolled a 2 and a 3, but I have a plus plus 9 on perception. While very good... that's a 12! While a 12 would normally be very good, the DC for most of these is 15, Uh, so that is a a failure, Uh, and so as a result, I'm going to need you to make a dexterity saving throw, not with advantage. Okay, okay. The dice were a mistake! (laughs) Uh, that was a natural 20 plus 7. Okay, so you will take half damage from this. Okay. Uh, actually, I think rogues take zero damage from dexterity. Hang on. I have a thing. Rogues have a thing. Yeah, it depends on what thing you picked, but you might have a thing there. I know I know. monks do as well. I- evasion, when you are subjected to an effect that allows you to make a dex saving throw to only take half damage, you instead take no damage if you succeed on the saving throw. All right. Uh, so you managed to succeed in not getting exploded uh, as you are scouting ahead and you step on what you think is solid enough ground or rock or stone in this place uh, point to support you. However, uh, it turns out it's not. Uh, and it sort of collapses in around you. Uh, and instead of falling and taking damage by booing back into one of the rooms of the dungeon below you, uh, you manage to roll away at the last second, uh, scraping ahead. However, you make no forward momentum and there still need six successful uh, checks in order for uh, you guys to reach to the ground or the bottom level, uh, which leaves Yordle. She's also still floating on the carpet. Yes. Well, she can get back up onto it. Yeah. Don't ruin my dramatic effect, Andrew. Sorry. (laughs) Erupting earth and or earth tremor to break to make like a fire break, but a rock break, you know. So basically, you're you're trying to preempt some of the destruction and make it flow a different way, almost like what they do with like uh, fires or floods and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say that would count as this. all right. I think that's everybody for that round. Yes, I believe that is everybody for that round. Uh, which now I'm going to need a d20 luck check from everybody, please. Just a straight d20 roll. Three, five for Ron. Oh man, I got to oh get no. some better dice. <laughs> I have another two. 
And oh, oh no. But oh no's can be entertaining for everyone. Seventeen. Okay. Uh, Particularly Mar- the listeners. Uh, Marzi, I'm going to need you to make a Constitution saving throw as a wave of necrotic force erupts from fissures uh, around you. Uh, everybody else seems to be able to uh, get out of the way, except again, you're just struggling a little bit with trying to direct traffic. So, Constitution saving throw, please. That's a ten. That is unfortunate. Uh, you are taking well only only eleven points of damage, uh, but it is necrotic. Uh, and it reduces your maximum hit points by 11. It will give so give you disadvantage on your next skill check if you choose to make one, which means that will transfer to one person will make a skill check without advantage unless you directly act. Okay. Uh, that brings us to another round. You guys are within 50 feet of the bottom of this temple. Who is going to take an action first? I'm going to use perception to keep an eye out for any more of those skeletal hand things because that was weird. Okay. Uh, you can go ahead and make that check. Uh, you can choose to eat the uh, quote-unquote disadvantage from Mirzi and just do it straight if you want. Yeah, I'm just going to do it straight. <clears throat> uh, which is perfectly fine because you rolled a 25. Oh. Uh, <laughs> hey, cool. That is another success. You are 110 feet down the side of this mount, uh, this decaying temple. The end is slowly coming up upon you. Who is up next? I'm going to use uh, plant growth on the ground in front of us to make it softer for when we actually get down there. Okay, so you're going to basically make a crash pad? Yeah. All right. We'll count that as a a positive action and success. So you are 120 feet down. Next. Okay, I'm still giant-sized and raging, right? Correct. Do I saw giant arms coming out of the ground? You did. Is that still happening? Uh, Occasionally, as you look back behind you, uh, it looks like there are several spots that are slowly but surely... Uh, bones or something seems like it's trying to claw its way out from the middle of this temple. Okay, I'm gonna pull out the scythe, um, angle it kind of like a gondola pole, like, you know, like they go to one side, go to the other side, to get this rock steered directly in the course of that giant pad of vegetation, and then I'm going to essentially use the speed that we're going, uh, and I, I tell Clint, hold on, I use the speed that we're going and put the, the, the pole forward and turn it into a pole vault. Like we're literally jumping off of the rock and flinging ourselves forward like an extended, like more than just the 10 feet we would go. I'm basically trying to throw us like 40 or 50 feet. Quint hunkers down and holds on. <laughs> okay. Uh, so go ahead and make a um, either an athletics or an acrobatic check. Okay. I would have advantage because I'm raging. So Correct. Yep. Well, you would have advantage anyway because of, of Marzi. Okay, yeah, I 17, 17 on the first roll, uh, 11 on the second, so I'll take the 17. 17 is enough for a success. You propel yourself successfully, uh, depositing the stone into uh, one of the skeletal formations that is bursting out of the side of this temple, uh, successfully getting it out of the way and projecting yourself another uh, several feet forward. Uh, it normally, it would be much further, however, because I feel like it. It is only 10 feet uh, because that's how this is working. And you are 130 feet down collectively as a group. Uh, so close. So very, very close. We need two more successes. Okay. I got kind of. Let's see if this works. Uh, kind of think of Genie from Aladdin. You know, he'd get into like a musical number and kind of change it. So what if he kind of like sings and to motivate the group to um, kind of distract them so they're not thinking about what's going on, just kind of <laughs> get them moving. So either, I don't know, performance or persuasion. Wah, 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 okay. wah. 
I would say I absolutely love it. I would say either one of those thing. skills. Go for it. Either one. Go for it. All right. Going for a performance then. All right. With advantage. All right. Well, it's 23 with just one roll. All right. Uh, so for some reason. And, oh, wait. And- actually, when I with advantage. I got a natural 20 for 26. So yes. it, it was a oh. performance. <laughs> like, it was flat out Disney musical number. Fireworks all over the place. Yeah. Oh. So you, you straight up, Ron, you've never seen Dinar ever, ever, ever sing or perform. Uh, and in this moment, for whatever reason, uh, Dinar, just, whether it's nerves or just the sheer absurdity of the situation, uh, breaks into a full musical number uh, straight out of Aladdin with like straight up like changing form and summoning illusions. Uh, and you all are very, very happy for, you know, several, several minutes uh, as you run another 10 feet down the side of this mountain. Uh, good job, Dinar. I will probably edit in some weird Disney music infer- like thing here. <laughs> Well, I had a way to justify that bard level you wanted to take. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, uh, which puts you 140 feet down. You are 10 feet away. You are on the home stretch. Uh, go ahead, and whoever has not taken an action yet, now is your time. Uh, are any of the arms grabbing for us, or are they, like, behind us, away from us? It actually doesn't look like they're specifically targeting you right now. Uh, it looks like they it are is- just blindly breaking out of the side of this place. Are any close to us? Are they, like, threatening us? Or are we, like, handily ahead of them? Uh, Well, I mean, it depends on what you're trying to do. So if you want to try to, to swipe someone away, magically one will be next to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, could I swipe some away and get them out of our way? Absolutely. Uh, so go ahead and make an attack roll, and you get the advantage. Uh, that is a 19. Good enough. As you are crashing down the side of this temple, you make that last swipe as this arm is... This, this bony, almost, I mean, tentacle would have been more accurate, but, well, tentacles don't exactly operate like this. Uh, lashes out seemingly blindly in your direction. Ron, you deflect it at the last second, allowing everybody to make the last 10 feet. You jump from the side of the temple and land into the crash pad that Yordle has made for you all. Landing in rapid succession, uh, getting up and running further away as the temple begins to start to collapse in upon itself. Uh, Dust and rubble are going everywhere. Uh, Little tiny pieces plink off of your armor and your skin, uh, and it makes it very hard to see, and you begin to cough as uh, the dirt is kicked up, the dust is everywhere, and the wafting smell of long, stale air is released into uh, the tropical surrounding of the jungle itself. Uh, Bertrand still waits at the end of the clearing, seemingly unfazed by any of this um and now i'm going to need everybody to roll initiative <laughs> i'm regretting all those wait what thoughts I used all oh the way down. god eight 21 okay dina rolled a three used that Michael. you did 19 for ron would you get your ordle? uh nine. i rolled a 20 but i have a minus one in it. For 19 because oh. you are absolutely slow because you are a turtle person uh and may got a 15 and let me roll for this new fresh horror that i found from a very old book for you all uh it is a very old book in the basement <laughs> uh, I actually, uh, it was not bound in human skin but it was made by a company that okay. no longer exists so that is, uh-huh. that is the thing uh and unfortunately this thing rolled very very well so it will be going first as you guys are dusting yourselves off you start to uh, cough and the, the, the it starts to clear and your eyes start to adjust to the, the now dim light 
uh, that is filtering through this cloud of dust. Uh, and you start to notice around you that the bones seem to be moving and they seem to be retracting back towards the temple, um, clearing the clearing out, so to speak, but also forming into the largest monstrosity that you have ever seen, larger than any giant you have seen in the Northlands there in May, uh, as a bone swarm is formed uh, and starts with this inhuman scream, which you're not sure how it forms because these are definitely bones and don't have lungs, uh, starts to creep for you, towards you, and it is just crafted from all sorts of bones. Uh, looks like dragon bones, giant bones, human bones, pieces of halflings forming hands out of entire bodies. Uh, everything that is this possibly- just like. Is this just like a mishmash? Yeah. Like a pile of bones? Or is or are we talking like the life-size posable 12-foot skeleton Home Depot number here? Not the 12-foot tall skeleton Home Depot. This is just a writhing wave of bones. Oh, so it is God. an amalgamation. Okay. Uh, and it looks like it is just forming what like pseudopods or things that it needs as it needs them. Uh, and it is going to take some swings at everybody. Uh, so the first thing that it is going to do is it is going to make... A swirling bone attack, and we're going to see who it goes for. Uh, it is going to go straight for May, uh, as I rolled a six, and you are the last person on the, ch- the call here. So uh, it is going to take an attack roll at you for swirling bones. I assume a 28 hits you. No, no, it doesn't. Okay. Uh, yes, and- of course it hits me. <laughs> uh, I rolled poorly. You are only taking 17 uh, points of bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage at the same All time. All of those I reduce. Yes, I know. Uh, so 17 points reduced by half because you are in your rage form. And then it is going to make its second attack. We're going to see it who. Uh, that is going to be at Quint, uh, where it is going to do a decaying wail at you. Uh, I am going to need you to make an agility check or a dexterity saving throw, please. Okay. Jeez, these dice. Six. Okay, so unfortunately you are hit. Uh, you are going to be grappled. Uh, and you are you're basically your movement is going to be reduced to zero. Um, and yeah, that is all it does. It doesn't do any damage to you, so it's going to keep you pinned. As this thing is slowly it starting to make form. Yeah, it just grabbed you. Yep. Great. Uh, Great. But it only has two attacks a turn, so it can't do anything else. Uh, okay. Which is going to bring us to Merzi with the 21. Okay, um, we're going to f- whip out our uh, fire wand and shoot it in the face. Well, I mean, it has many faces to choose from, so yeah, pretty good option. So go ahead. Uh, that does not activate. That doesn't do anything. <laughs> uh, any other bonus actions or actions you want to take? Um, I'm going to fly out of its rain reach. Okay. All right. But... Turn, you know, turn around and, and glare strongly at it. <laughs> All right. You glare very, very strongly at it. Uh, 2B is shaking inside of your uh, overalls. Uh, and now it is going to move to initiative 20 in which it is going to take a layer action. Uh, Quint, please make a strength saving throw. Oh, 24. Natural 20. Natural okay. Uh, <laughs> you managed to dig your heels in as this thing is definitely trying to pull you inside of it. Uh, and it's a good thing you succeeded because you're looking at these bones starting to uh, twirl and writhe, almost like buzzsaw or a wood chipper that it's trying to pull you into. Uh, you managed to stave it off uh, at this point. 
which now brings us to Yordle and Ron, which Ron is going to be able to go first because Ron has the higher dexterity because Yordle is a turtle. You're also still flying. Um, I want to cast Bane on it. You're going to cast Bane on it? Yes. It's a charisma 14 saving throw. Uh, Believe it or not, surprisingly, this thing has a high charisma. I don't know why. Very friendly bones, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It has a plus five to charisma. Um, So that is a 27. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's it's not intimidated by me in the slightest. And I am going to bonus action hide and see if I can find some place out of its line of sight in the shadows somewhere. There's plenty of rubble all over the place. You can find something to duck behind. So go ahead and roll me a stealth check, please. Uh, that was also a very bad roll, so probably that's a 13. Uh, its passive perception is 16. It knows where you are. I, I made an attempt. You did. That's all I, that's all I can do. Commendable. You were trying to do some rogue stuff and I appreciate that. Uh, so now we're going to go ahead and next one up is Yordle. Um, I'm going to cast Moonfire on it. Okay. Go ahead and read off Moonfire, please, for those at home. Uh, or Moonbeam. Moonbeam. Got my wow in. Close enough. The big silvery beam of pale light. Five foot radius, giant cylinder of radiant, uh, burning moonlight. Okay, and it needs to make a saving throw, correct? Constitution 14. Okay, uh, so believe it or not, Constitution is not this thing's strong suit. Uh, you said 14? Yep. I failed with a 13. Nice. So how much damage does it take? Uh, It takes the bare minimum possible damage. Uh, this (laughs) is radiant damage, though? Yeah. Okay, so that is doubled. So it takes six damage off of 3d10. Yeah, I'm sorry. The di- sometimes the dice are going to do what the dice do. All Three right. natural ones. That's that's impressive, though. Yeah. That is very impressive. Uh, May, you are the next one up unless Yordle has any bonus actions. Nope. So, May, you see this thing writhing in uh, this pile of bones, trying to figure out exactly what, what it's going to do with you. Uh, it looks like it has a, t- a bony tentacle wrapped around Quint, and it's trying to pull Quint into it. What does May do? Matt, you still with us? Yeah, I've been talking this whole time. I, um... If I understand correctly, I don't know why that sound was. Uh, if I remember correctly, I drank a potion that gave me four hours of being like. Big. You're humongous. You are absolutely humongous. I'm in this huge sense. right now. You're huge. This thing is gargantuan. No, I know it's bigger than me. That's. Just, I just want to make sure that there's a damage bonus I get from being the potion that's different than the damage bonus I get from my giant's might of eight. Correct. So, uh, I believe I'm adding one d4 to everything, and then also one attack I will get to to, to roll another uh, d6 as well. So I'm going to attack the bony tentacle, I guess. Okay. Because it's right there. Go forth. Make make attacks. Here's a question. Quint is grappled? Correct. Grappled people can attack. That's correct. Yes. So she threatens the tentacle. If you're asking if it's going to give you advantage, yes. Okay. Because otherwise I have to use reckless attacks. That's why I'm asking. A 19 hits. Okay. So this is 1d10 plus 7. Okay. But now I have to roll a d6 and a d4. Okay. 16 plus 4 is 20, and then one more, so 21. Okay, you uh, rail into this thing. This is what type of damage? Slashing? Oh, uh, yeah, it's just slashing. Okay, just got to make note of or, that. Wait a minute, it's technically a scythe. I don't know if it's slashing or piercing now. I think it could be either. Yeah, I think it's just slashing. Just go with slashing. Sure. But I'm assuming that it's fine. Uh, it definitely took the damage. You see that you have definitely shattered some bones as you have cut through it. Um, All right, I'll attack it again. Go forth. Oh, sorry, that was a damage roll. That, my bad. That's that. okay. <laughs> that hits. 19. Okay, that's 16. I rolled another d4. So, 17. Okay. 
Assuming it's still up? Uh, quite, a, yeah, quite readily. So it's only taken 40 points of damage so far. Okay. Uh, so the tentacle isn't separate. It's still I just part of the thing. I haven't okay. gotten there yet. I just wanted to make sure to see if there's anything else you're doing. Yeah, I can hit it again. I use the uh, butt end of the scythe, my polearm master attack. Go forth. Uh, 22. That hits. So definitely going to hit. Okay, eight. And then another four. So three more. So 11 total. Okay. All right. Uh, so do you have any other actions or anything else you were taking? No, that's two attacks and a bonus action to do the third attack. So that's everything. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm just raging, standing here, hitting it. So as you run over to Quint, uh, you basically start wailing on this thing, drawing your scythe through it, around it, and smashing it with the butt of the scythe uh, in an artful display of militaristic might uh, and combat prowess. Quint, you are freed as the end of the sh- of the tentacle is essentially shattered, and the bone around you uh, falls to dust as it hits the ground, uh, desiccated and ancient in its form. Uh, Thank you. Which now brings us to initiative 10, which is another layer action. All right, I need everybody to make a wisdom saving throw, please. 21. 14. 6. 14. Okay. Uh, anybody anybody, anybody who got less than a 14, you are afraid of this. Uh, you may, on your turn, at the end of your turn, you may attempt to redo the saving throw. Um, but as it stands right now, if you are afraid of it, you can only move away from it, and you have disadvantage on any attacks against it. All right, which now brings us to Quint. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so, um, I, I take it I'm still right next to this thing. Uh, absolutely. This the, the thing is pretty massive and, and sort of undulating. It's kind of everywhere. Okay, I'm going to, um, summon Arms of the Astral Self. Okay. Uh, that so does an immediate it, force damage. Yeah, he needs, uh, it, it needs to succeed on a dex saving throw, DC 14. Surprisingly enough, not very dexterous, or dexterous, uh, so it takes that damage. Okay. So it takes seven damage from that. All right. It's force damage. It cannot reduce that. Wonderful. And then I'm going to do a, I'm going to do an arms of the astral self. I'm just going to attack with it. Go for it. 25 to hit. Absolutely hits. And this is bludgeoning damage, correct? Force damage. Okay. Uh, Six points of damage. Okay. And then do I get two attacks or, oh no, I get two attacks. Okay. Uh, Also going to hit it with an unarmed strike. Okay. That's a 15. 15 does not. You glance off the bone. Okay. Um, bonus action. Flurry of blows. Okay. Which is, I think, two attacks. Yeah. First attack is a 20. That hits. Second attack is a 17. That hits. Okay. Barely, so, but it does. This is bludgeoning, by the way. Yep. Uh, eight points on the first attack. Seven points on the second attack. And stunning strike. Okay. That is a constitution saving throw, right? Let me double check. Yeah, Constitution saving throw DC fourteen. Uh, I make it with a fifteen flat. Ah, uh, okay. All right. I apologize about that, but in useful information to the party. Uh, as you start wailing on this thing with the, your fists, you start noticing that the brittle nature of the bones seems to. Uh, well, your blows land harder than you think that they should. Uh, so every time you make contact with your fist, you are doing massive amounts of damage to this thing. Cool. I convey that to the rest of the party. And that brings us to Dinar. Okay. Then, um, because I'm scared of it, I back away some. And then, if you remember back on that uh, airship, I had a demon friend. Uh, he was a Balgura named uh, Gus. I summon him. Okay. And then 
so I have disadvantage on the attack because I'm afraid. Does he or he? He, he does not. Okay. So, and he just goes on my turn, right? Correct. All right. So he runs into battle and attacks. So he makes uh, three attack. Uh, yeah, three attacks. One with bite and with fists, and they the bite is piercing, and the two fist attacks are uh, bludgeoning. Okay, so go ahead and, and roll the hit, please, and just let me know what you get. Okay, so each of these get a plus seven, so it is... Uh, the eight. 18 and the 22 will hit. The 14 uh, does not hit. Okay, so then that is... So one bite, one punch. Okay, uh, so the bite is plus four. Wish I could roll those on. Okay, so that's 10, and this one is another 10. Okay, uh, and again, and with the punch, you notice that it does seem like it, it it deals more damage than you would have expected. And that's my role to keep it under control, but... Uh, Successful? Yeah, that was a 20. So okay, so now you can go ahead and roll your fear saving throw, please. So another wisdom check, or another wisdom save. Uh, 12. You are still terrified. Okay, that's it for me. All right, that brings us to the top of the order, which is Bone Swarm. Uh, it is going to, well, Quint, it doesn't like you. You definitely dealt the most damage to it. Uh, it is going to try to Swirling Bones you. Uh, I assume a 14 misses. Who is being attacked? Me? Quint. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that misses. Okay. Uh, and then it is going to take a Pseudopod attack at May. Uh, a 25, I, I assume, hits. Yep. Uh, I rolled poorly. That is only eight points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Reduced to four. Uh, then it is going to take a layer action, and it is going to let's see who it targets. Before Ron, uh, please make a Constitution saving throw. Which of my dice will not betray me? None of them. That's what dice do. Uh, yeah, that one betrayed me. I rolled a two. All right. Uh, so you are going to take. Oh. Not bad. I have uh, a plus. I have a plus one on con save, so it's a three. Uh, so that's going to be fourteen points in necrotic damage. Uh, and your maximum hit points are reduced by 14 currently. Okay. As this thing barfs a wave of pure death and decay just kind of in your direction. Uh, from which mouth you didn't see, uh, but it definitely does happen. All right. Uh, which it has gone. That was that. Which brings us to Merzi. It is your turn. Wait, wait, wait. It started its turn in a sun, in a moonbeam, so it has to do a saving throw. Or take... Well, it's going to take damage. But it's it not... It, it can't move out of it. It's going to take the damage. Okay. <laughs> If it, um, I rolled a two anyway. Then it takes another 3d10. Yep. Maybe I'll roll high this time. Well, 17. That's not bad. 17 radiant. Okay. Uh, this thing starts to look a little worse for wear, uh, as the magic and concussive damage is really starting to pile up on it. Okay, Merzi, you're up. Okay, so I have noticed that they've been beating on it, and... Okay, so does it have a back or not really? It has many backs. There are several spines that you can notice from here. Okay. Um, I want to, we're going to land. I'm going to pull Tubi out and I'm going to say, get big and attack. Uh, so you're going to turn him into a dire beast for yes, your once a day? I'm going to turn him into a dire beast for this. Okay. Uh, so you can go grab the stats for a dire saber tooth tiger. Because that is essentially what he turns into. Uh, so you guys see uh, Marisy reaches into her bib, pulls out Tubi, uh, and basically whispers a word of command, and he launches forward. And before he lands to the ground, uh, you notice that Tubi gets bigger and bigger and bigger 
until he dwarfs Bertrand, uh, and he is a dire saber-tooth tiger right now. And so I believe he's going to get a bite and claw attack. So uh, claw hits with a plus six, bite hits with a plus six as well. Uh, both of them are five foot reaches. He can do multi-attack, so he can do uh, both of those. And he is far enough away that he can do a pounce attack, uh, if you wish, which is he can you can order him to pounce, uh, which this thing must make a strength check in order to not be pinned or at least have part of it pinned. Um, it is probably a little bit large for him to even do that. So what do you want him to do? Um, so it's a little pounce, but he, if he pounced on it, let's see. I'm looking up Sabretooth here. Um, he, it, can, it can't be knocked prone, but he can knock one of the tentacles, at least out of the, like, keep it from twirling around. We'll say that it would reduce one of the layer actions if he's Okay, that's what I want him to do. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and roll a pounce attack for, for actually, never mind, I have to make a strength check, uh, which I promptly fail by one. Uh, it was a DC 14, I rolled a 13. Okay, so he's not going to get its layer action at uh, initiative 10. All right, so we have, um, he pounces and then he hit, tries to hit with a claw. All right. Go ahead and roll, uh, plus six. And that was a natural one. <laughs> All right. This I hate is, these dice. This is the first time he's gotten really this big and in combat, so it's a little uh, discombobulating for him, but that's perfectly fine. Uh, next would be, unless you have any bonus actions that you want to do? Uh, no, I'm just going to kind of watch at the moment. Okay. Uh, used your action to make him big. Big boy has definitely done some damage or at least attempted to uh, reduce it. We would normally move to a layer action at number 20. However, that would have been the pseudopod attack, uh, which we are going to say 2B has disabled, which moves us down to the next initiative, which is Ron at 19. Uh, stealth. And I rolled an 18 plus 9 on uh, stealth. Uh, you successfully and, disappear. And then I'm going to come up behind it and stab it. Okay, go ahead and make your attack with advantage. Are you morphing into anything, or are you keeping them as longswords? Uh, keeping them as longswords. Okay. That's a 13 plus 5, uh, 18 to hit. Uh, that hits. 8 damage plus sneak attack. There are so many dice to roll. There's so much math. <laughs> the burden of d and I was told there'd be no math. 13 from sneak attack. Okay. And uh, that's it. I used my bonus action to hide up front. All right. Fantastic. Uh, next up is going to be Yordle. Um, do I have to do anything with the fear from the lair and keeping my concentration going? Or No, fear the- fear does not break concentration. Okay. Then I'm just going to use my uh, spore form. Okay. My wild shape. You're going to wild shape? All right. Yeah. Uh, is that the only thing you're doing this turn? Yes. And then it's a wisdom saving throw? Wisdom please. saving throw, please. Yes. That's a 15. Uh, turning into your fungal form uh, gives you the courage to face your fears, or in this case, giant bone monster. Uh, you are no longer feared. Okay. Uh, that moves us down to May at 15. Okay. This thing seems to be resistant to slashing. Yep, it seems like slashing and piercing doesn't do quite as much to it, but it looks like bludgeoning is where the where the sweet spot is, so to speak. Okay, then I will pull out the giant maul I've been carrying around this entire campaign for no reason other than this exact thing. Wonderful. I, I am that kind of person. There's nothing wrong with that. And uh, object interaction, you get one free one per turn, so stowing and drawing is fine. Okay, and uh, I will start swinging at it. First swing. Well, 14 on the first swing, so probably not. Unfortunately, does not hit. Second swing. Oh, sorry. That's why well, I got to roll again. Roll again, see if you crit, but it is 25 definitely hits. 
Uh, no, I don't crit. So okay. twenty-five hits. Wants, so I'm gonna have to roll this, then add two to it because I forgot to do that for the past ones because I'm raging. Then I'm gonna have to roll one d four and one d six. So okay. Okay, so that's twelve plus two is fourteen. Twenty-eight. Uh, three more. Okay. And one more. So four more total. Okay. Uh, it is definitely looking worse for wear. Is there any other actions or anything I'm going to take? No, because I can't do it with this. Uh, I could, if it were a polearm, I could give it a butt attack, which, by the way, would have been blunt force. Cause that would I, be the yes, I, I, I took that into accommodation or accounting. But, uh, yeah, I don't have that because I'm using them all. So um, since I didn't, yeah, uh, I don't think I have Great Weapon Master. Yeah, I, I don't. don't. I, just I believe you do master. not, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's basically it. All right, Quint, you're um, up. I, well, oh, no, oh. I will do one thing because I have a bonus round. Uh, I'm going to do a Daunting Roar since why not? Maybe it'll get scared. All right. Uh, so, wisdom. Hold on. I'll go look it up. It's all the way down at the bottom. So it's not. Where the heck are you, Daunting Roar? As a bonus action with Preserve Rest, blah, 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 blah. Uh, wisdom saving throw, DC 15. All right. I rolled a 15 plus 2, 17. So it ain't scared. Nope. It is not scared of you. All right, Quint, you are up. Cool. Um,. She's just going to crack her knuckles and punch the dang thing again. <laughs> All right, go for it. It's a 19. Uh, that will hit. Five damage. That's bludgeoning. Okay. And then she's going to use arms of the astral self. 25. Hits. That's six force damage. Okay. Uh, bonus action, flurry of blows. Go for it. 22 on the first hit. That hits. Mm, second hit's only a nine. Uh, well, so believe it or not, oh, that's just enough to actually finish this thing off. Uh, so what no, was that was to hit? That wasn't a... oh, to hit. Sorry. Yeah. Nine does not hit. Sorry. Well, now okay, you guys so know let... how many hit points it has left. Well, <laughs> let me roll damage. Egg on my face. <laughs> five points on the first. Yeah. So uh, it had that. it had nine hit points left. So that five because it's bludgeoning becomes a ten. Uh, so here's what happens. Sweet. You lay into this thing and this thing is starting to swing around and it tries to take a shot at you. Uh, and you sort of meet it almost like IP man, like Jeet Kune Do style, where the tentacle lashes out and you just meet it fist head on. And it sends a ripple through this entire thing's body uh, as it starts to just basically vibrate apart. Bone starts to fly off and shatter. Uh, and this thing lets out a roar. Again, you're not sure how it doesn't have lungs uh, as it starts to collapse in upon itself. Uh, in Does the... it say bone swarm? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, not yet. Um, okay. But it does collapse in on itself, and you find yourselves in a brief reprieve uh, as this thing lands down uh, into a rubble and pile of its former self. Uh, you are all didn't actually take a whole lot of damage from that, honestly. Very, very surprised. You, I guys, mean, huh. you guys murder things really well. I mean, Ron has six hit points right now and is maximum hit points reduced by 14 i believe so maybe we should get out of here before that thing gets up again also is there a pit or anywhere i can throw my demon into a pit i don't know somewhere to get rid of him can't you just unsummon him um i don't know that i have a spell called like banished demon i think i just let him go okay i i guess i could just make him like run off for a while all right i threw him off the boat yeah we'll just say that it's it's preoccupied going through and, and punching this thing. It's angry. Uh, good enough. I'm not going to dwell too hard on that. Uh, so combat breaks and you guys are now at the base of this ruined temple uh, with a rubble of dust as the bones start to uh, slowly disintegrate and you are left in the clearing. 
with Bertrand. Is there anything run away in... even after the giant bone monster showed up? Nope. Bertrand seems to be pretty chill. Is is Bertrand an ox or is he like a mule? He is a two-headed ox. I'm going to go up and pat him on the head. Uh, he snuffles. He snuffles you with one of his heads, and the other one looks like it's just kind of you know it's a little bit haughty. <laughs> wants you to work for its affection. The other one is like, yeah, hey, this is great. Uh, you notice that the cart that was piled with supplies is still there. However, the supplies are gone. Uh, it was mostly filled with books before, but it looks like the cart is empty, save for a couple bags. Um, they look to be fairly okay satchels, um, but that's it. What's in the satchels? Look. All right, so you go over and you look into one of them, uh, and there is an infinite expanse inside of them. Uh, this is a bag of holding. Uh, so these are two bags of holding that are given to the party. Huh. I reach in and kind of feel around. Is there anything in it? It does not appear that there is. What about the other one? Uh, correct. Same thing. So with bags of holding, okay. generally speaking, you need to uh, know specifically what you're re recalling, oh. but you can also uh, basically command them to dump all their contents. Uh, this is fairly common adventurer knowledge. Quint would definitely know this from traveling around. Uh, however, turn it upside down and shake it. See if yeah. anything comes out. Nothing <laughs> comes out. However, it it does. These are two magical bags of holding that now you have in the party. They do not require attunement. They are just things that you can have. Uh, we'll put them on the character sheets later, depending on if we ever come back here. Okay. Does anybody want one of these? Sure. Okay. I'll give one to Marzi. Anybody want the other one? If not, I'm going to hang on to it. I'm going to take that as a, I'm going to hang on to this. Okay. And so are you guys going to start heading out? Like you, you, what are you going to do? Maybe we should get away from the collapsed pyramid before we like rest. Unless somebody's got a way for us to rest where we won't be disturbed. I'm okay with leaving. My friend, this I is very much would ways, like to leave. I think. This temple has become such a pool of death that it has warped the very fabric of the earth around us. And I would be remiss in my duties if I did not stay here and attempt to rectify that. Well, before you make that decision, why don't you go ahead and make a nature or arcana check? Okay. I got a 12. Off of nature. Uh, so now that the thing is dead, you're noticing that whatever power was corrupting this place seems to be dissipating or is already in the process of dissipating. The effect of whatever Lilith did here seems like it's already starting to uh, and as a matter of fact, you start to see the edges of the jungle as if it is a living entity start to creep in back towards the ruins, probably trying to reclaim it. Well, that's odd. So you, you can definitely break off from the party if you want, um, but it looks like it's, I mean, nature is healing, uh, so to speak. Um, okay. Whatever influence she exerted over this place seems to follow her. Power of the gods does strange things. Yeah. Uh, while this is all happening, I shrink down to merely being ten and like twelve feet tall, and unnoticeably calm down. Like I'm not screaming and foaming at the mouth and bulging anymore. <laughs> so I'm not raging and I'm not like using giant's might. I'm still big from the potion for the next three or so hours. But yeah. Quint nods at nods at you and says, "Thanks for the assist back there." You looks like it was hugging. It was, but it was a really uncomfortable hug. Well, I can't say I'm surprised. It doesn't look like it would be a fun hug. No. <laughs> Okay, so do you guys load up on Bertrand and start uh, wheeling out? I guess I'll I, I walk. Will, I want to go. Yeah, I don't think I can load up uh, being 12 feet tall, so I will walk next to the cart, I guess. I have a reasonably good move, so I can probably keep up. Okay. Can I ride Tubi? Uh, you can for the next uh, couple hours. He'll be, he'll be fairly big. All right. 
let's try this. All right. You guys start to make your way back. Um, you load up onto Bertrand. Otherwise, if, if you are not able to, uh, you know, ride something else or be that big um, and you start to move back towards the path that you had taken to come in this way. Uh, the temple behind you, as you look back, you do see that the jungle seems to be thickening or at least reclaiming the clearing. You start to maybe think that, well, maybe Lilith cleared this space or was keeping it at bay. So you pack onto the uh, cart or walk alongside it as your embiggening is sort of still there. Uh, and you start making your way back through the forest. Again, you know, or the jungle, you notice that, again, it is reclaiming uh, what looks like the land. You do see as you're moving through uh, the natural creatures that you were missing on the first sort of like four way in. You notice that there weren't really bugs or animals or anything watching you. Uh, they're starting to return or starting to come back into the area. It looks like cautiously. Even the spore creatures, the mycenid men that you had fought before, uh, they see you and you see them. They lock eyes with you but they don't bother you. It seems like their rage is somewhat subsided. Um, and Yordle probably picks up on this more than, than other folks probably may is, is a little bit as well, since she is uh, more attuned to the natural order of things than most folks. Uh, it seems like whatever oppressive energy existed that was keeping everything away. Um, now that it's not here, there's a sort of cautious optimism as they start to wander back in. Uh, you travel for most of the day un unabated. Uh, we will say that this is enough that it is a short rest for anybody that gets things back on a short rest. Or if you need to burn uh, any sort of uh, hit dice or anything like that, now would be the time to do so. As almost All the hit dice. All the hit dice. Go ahead and roll them and give them to yourself. Uh, as pretty much nothing bothers you uh, as you make your way back towards the border. Is this a long rest or a short rest? Short rest. You were because you're only four hours away from the border when you moved in and found the before temple. we before we get out of the forest. Quint is going to keep her eyes peeled for a stick that looks like it'd make a good staff. Oh, easily. There's tons of them. She's going to get a few of them because apparently those are in major demand back in the city. <laughs> so she figures that's a good idea. Take some trade material with her. Okay, you know it's actually uh, that. I mean, you have space on the cart. It's not like you can't sit on top of piles. Oh, she's going to put them in the bag of holding. <laughs> so the bag of holding can hold five hundred pounds of material. Yeah, she's just going to throw a bunch of sticks in there. Just a right. bunch. Do you just want to fill them up or? She's not going to fill it up because that would be like super foraging, but she's going to get like a good, you know, dozen or so stick them in there. Sure. Let's, uh, yeah, you can grab about, you know, a bundle of wood. We'll say 30, 30 pieces of, of real good pieces of wood that you can shove in there. Okay, cool. And then she's going to hop back on the cart. All right. Ride the west, ride the rest of the way. Uh, you make your way back towards it. Is anybody else doing anything with the jungle before you meet, reach the border again? Uh, that watching quick. Quint's doing going, oh, yeah, negotiables. I think I can do that, too. <laughs> they seem to really like wood in the city. So, Well, they were out of it. Yeah. Did you notice that? That's so weird. I'm going to go find some wood, too. Toby, let's head into the woods. Not too far. All right. You can grab another. Let's roll to 12s. Another 19 pieces of wood. It's fine. It's a good chunk. Negotiables. Shove them into the bag. Various all lengths. Yes. Yeah. Okay, uh, you guys then proceed on and you make your way back to where the, the barrier, well, you're pretty sure this is where the barrier was. Hmm. The, str 
The structure that was the very, very apparent barrier or dome no longer appears that it is as if it is here. Uh, and you see what looks like in the place that you crossed over, a well-worn path uh, that your guide had known. Uh, looks like there's an adventurer's pack or a little bit of a, a leather satchel uh, with a, uh, looks like a note pinned to it. Couldn't go investigate that. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem like it has any sort of like uh, two or anything on it, but the front of it looks like it is emblazoned with a symbol of a raven. Hmm. Quint hands it to, um, oh my gosh, I forget your name. Ron. Ron, thank you. My brain huh. is just dead today. <laughs> anyway, hands it to Ron and says, I think this is for you. Oh, the raven is a symbol of hell, isn't it? It I is. Mean, yeah. oh, yes, that's what I thought. Um. So I, I'll open it up. Is there anything inside? Uh, so in the note, it literally is just in a very fancy calligraphy written script uh, that just says enjoy. Uh, and inside of the satchel, what looks like, uh, well, I mean, lima beans. It looks like there's one for each of you. <laughs> are these magic beans? I'm going to cast detect magic. Oh, they are. <laughs> you are. You are blinded by these beans. Oh my lord, guys! Oh, kind of shrugs. There's so much magic in this. I'll I'll just hold them out to everyone. There seems to be one for each of us. Quint, like I said, she kind of shrugs and just eats it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so ostensibly these are essentially like Dragon Ball Z sensu beans. Um, You will get the benefits of. not quite a long rest, but almost. You're not going to get any hit dice that you spent back, uh, but any abilities that regenerate on a long rest, spell slots that you have spent, um, as well as any hit point damage you have taken. So anything that reduces the maximum number of your hit points uh, is removed. Do I get my key points back? You do get your key points back. Does it put us to full health or no? Uh, you know what? We're going to say it does for the sake of uh, sake of just ease of what comes next. <laughs> Oh God! I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> ominous. We should all be eating these. Yeah, I, 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 I ate a bean. Same. All right. Uh, and as you are sitting at the border and and sort of like enjoying your your bean and your recovery, uh, you look over and you do see that the jungle looks like it is starting to creep back out towards the desert. Uh, it feels like the barrier that was holding the two divided. No longer being here is going to ultimately be a good thing. Um, and you are also now relatively confident that it probably had something to do with the fact that Hell uh, lost that chalice and that Lilith was sitting in a base of power just a few hours away from the border. Uh, and, well, Ron, you probably had a little insight into this because you mm-hmm. you had an educated guess of uh, where your dwarven companion went, which surprisingly none of you have asked about. Um, oh. When when our when our dwarf friend disappeared, we were just a little busy. Okay? We were a little busy. But when our dwarf friend disappeared, he there was a pile of feathers left behind, and I think Ron just naturally thought, "Oh, that's a symbol of hell." And so, okay, obviously, I mean, why do we need to comment on that? That's nice. She came to help us. Uh, so you start to put two and two together, and you think that the barrier may have been actually resurrected by hell way back when. Uh, when Mm. the chalice was first lost to try to help contain Lilith a little bit. Um, She's usually not allowed to act directly in the mortal affairs. Uh, However, because it was uh, Lilith sort of doing things she wasn't supposed to do, because Lilith is not bound by that, uh, 
she was had a little bit of leeway to do some action, but now it seems like it's not necessary anymore. It also probably explains why she was able to uh, easily get you through the barrier when everybody else yeah. generally can't. So, And you start to make your way back into the desert, unless there's anything else that you want to do. We should head back to and trade our wood before the jungle gets to it. Uh, Ron wants to talk to Dinier about that amazing musical number. <laughs> like while we're while we're writing back at some point, I have never seen you sing. That was incredible. Oh yeah. Well, as you know, I've served many people throughout my time, and they've asked me for many things. So that's one talent I've had to pick up to keep my owner entertained. It doesn't sound like very much fun if you're just doing it because someone tells you you have to. Well, I don't know. Sometimes I do enjoy to see the other people so entertained. And as you saw, it really does inspire people and get them going. It was very it, impressive. Thank you. It's It has been a while since I've I've done that. It, it, was, a, it was a good moment to do it. May just shakes her head. <laughs> and as you guys are making your travel and talking, I'm going to need everybody to make a perception check, please. Oh, I've been really good at those. Which of my cursed dice should I use? Mm. A six. I've noticed the sand. <laughs> 23. <laughs> 14. 24. Yeah. 17. Oh. So as you're moving, you do notice that, again, like the, the jungle seems to be following a little bit. Not at an alarming rate, uh, but sort of like a casual pace. Uh, you're starting to notice more and more greenery popping up. Uh, shrubs are getting, the, the desert shrubs that you'd seen before are a little more luscious. Uh, looks like there is some life and in, verdancy starting to come back to this land. Uh, but you also notice that the sand dunes, a couple of them start to shift uh, and it starts to fall away. And you start to notice what looks like horns. You're not entirely certain. Uh, and then what looks like eyes as two sandworms seem to be awoken and disrupted uh, by the encroaching greenery. Um, and they're starting to look around and see what has disturbed them from their slumber. And they see you. And I'm going to need everybody to roll initiative, please. Needed those beans. <laughs> Seven. Four. Seven. Fifteen. Eleven. Five. I was so good at spotting things, but I just did not prepare for that at all. That, that's okay. Uh, let's see what these are going at. They are going at seven. Seven is apparently a popular number today. It is a very popular. Uh, they're not very dexterous, so you guys are definitely before they will. Uh, but that means, Dinar, you are up first. All right. Since no one has actually attacked yet, that means I do this without disadvantage. So, And there's two of them, right? There are two of them. All right. So I pick. Okay. So as a bonus action, I um, do my little floaty thing so I can fly. I get within 30 feet of one. And I'm going to cast Charm Monster on it. So it makes a Wisdom mm -hmm. saving throw. <laughs> Surprisingly, not its strong suit. Doesn't matter. I rolled a natural one anyway. Uh, so, yeah, you have a friend. All right. So it is now um, under my... Uh, it's Charmed by me. Mm -hmm. It's friendly um, for an hour. And I don't exactly know how much I can control it. it doesn't you can make say... suggestions to it. All right. And uh, funnily enough, it does actually speak common. Okay. So, the worm speaks common. Do you know if it, does it take damage? Does it lose the charm? If you attack it, it loses the charm. I wasn't planning to attack it. I was wondering if I could get it to attack its friend or otherwise get it to slither away. If that would. Uh, either of those would potentially work. So that'll, that'll be on its uh, initiative at seven. All right. So <coughs> then, Excuse me. yeah. 
I can keep control over it while it attacks, then I'll suggest that it attacks its friend. Okay. Uh, everybody notices that one of them uh, is starting to look very lovingly at Dinar. Uh, Wait, you're its friend. <laughs> well, okay. Attack uh, your friend. But I, okay, it bites you. All right. You told me that. to do it. I didn't want to. Strike that. <laughs> but first of all, I did that. Um, like, well, it's not like, its initiative yet, so he hasn't given it a command. That's fine. Playing the, the like flute thing to charm it. And then I pointed at the other sandworm to, to attack. Okay. Mate with it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh it's not that kind of podcast. <laughs> uh, well, that's Ron's turn now. Uh, okay. Well, I see this and I am still going to do my usual thing and go into stealth. Bonus action hide. Uh, wow, I did that advantage and I still did it really badly. Um, that's 15. Uh, these, these definitely know where you are. Okay. And I, I know they know. Uh, yeah, fairly, it's fairly common to know that, uh, things are watching you or keeping track of you, you know, when they, when they can and can't see you. Okay. Then I'm going to cast, instead of attacking, I'm going to cast, use my action to cast a Bane on the unfriendly one, which is a charisma 14 saving. Unlike the bone storm, these do not have uh, a good charisma. Uh, they are giant worms. So, well, Rachel 20 though. So you never mind. I mean, I rolled a, I rolled a a three and they're at a minus one. So two so bane goes off um so minus 1d4 when it attacks i think minus minus 1d4 on attack rolls and saving throws for the next minute and uh, that is all i can do all right someone charm the other one (laughs) oh Uh, that would have been good i mean i can cast it on both of them i you know let me let me get the other one at the same time okay just just in case uh 15 minus one is 14 then that's uh, the same. Okay, so it doesn't hit. Okay, so one is one is definitely the one that was not charmed is baned. That's good enough, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, which brings us to Quentin Mersey before these things go, because your dexterities are higher than theirs. Um, I think Quint, you are a dexterous folk, so you're up first. Okay. Um, I'm going to. How close are these? Uh, within about thirty feet. They were either side of, of the path that you had traveled. They were large dunes that shook awoke. Okay. Uh, okay, so I'm going to move up so I'm like 10 feet away from the uncharmed one. Okay. And I'm going to summon Arms of the Astro Self so they have to succeed on a deck saving throw DC 14. Uh, fails. So they take six damage, or it takes six damage. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to attack 17 to attack. Um, that hits. Okay. Six damage. Okay. That's force. Um, and then I'm going to hit it again with my second attack. Go ahead. I'm not going to hit it because that was a 10. Nope. 10 does, <laughs> not, 10 does not do it, unfortunately. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to bonus, bonus, or excuse me. Yeah. Bonus action, Floria blows. Okay. Two more attacks. 10 for the first one. No. And a six for the second. Uh, yeah, no. those, those sort of bounce off its its scaly, uh, leathery hide. Yep, I'm striking out. So uh, uh, I think that's all I can do. Yeah, because that was my attacks, my bonus action. Um, that's it. Okay, uh, Mirza, you're up. I am going to cast Color Spray in its face. Okay, and uh, that is a saving throw, correct? I can affect 36 hit, uh, 36 hit points of creatures total. That is a 
These have way more than 36 hit points. Um, roll 60, 10. The total is how many hit points of creatures this spell can affect. So color spray will not affect them. Uh, it, very impressive color display. Would I mean, maybe could have uh, teamed up with DNR for his uh, song uh, routine. But unfortunately, uh, the color spray, these things are just too massive. <sighs> okay. I'm sorry. Uh, these things are going to go. Uh, Dinar, were you going to command it to attack its buddy? Yeah. So I, I poke at it just so there's no confusion pointing at which one to attack. And the other were, say, attack. All right. The charmed one goes after its uncharmed companion and hits twice with a bite and a claw. Uh, dealing not insignificant damage. Are these like reptiles? Yes. Okay. I thought they were like big purple worms, but in the desert. Okay. No, these are, uh, when I say worm, I mean W-Y-R-M. Okay, I got you now. Oh, like dragony. Okay. Kind of like dragony. I thought they were like sandworms, like, you know. Dune. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I like thought like a purple worm in the desert, like Dune. That's what I thought we were. Uh, its friend tries to react to its uh, well, possible Sudden mate. but inevitable betrayal. Yeah, sudden but inevitable betrayal. Uh, and does not hit its companion, unfortunately. Uh, which now brings us to May, then Yordle. So May. Um, okay. I, I'm assuming by now it's been like four hours since I took the potion. So it's yeah, it has off. been four hours. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, then I will rage as my bonus action, and I will move to get into range of it. I will. Can, is there any possibility of flanking with uh, Clint, or is that just not going to happen? Uh, I'd say you can go for it. Okay. Then I won't need to use Reckless, uh, which is nice. I'll make two attacks with the polearm. Uh, that is a 29 to hit. Hits. Second attack. Hits. I'll just need uh, damage for both of those, please. No, no. Um, so I have advantage, so that's my first roll. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I no, apologize. I messed up. That's my bad. This time I'll actually click the box. All right, rolling for the second attack. Uh, and that's just a dirty 20. Still hits. Okay, so... This one will be 1d10 plus 2, plus 7 plus 2. Uh, so 15 plus 2 is 17 for the first attack. Mm-hmm. And 15 plus 2 is 17 for the second attack. And that's me done, because I'd use my bonus action to rage. Okay. So uh, I'm still here. All right, Yordle, you're up. Is it possible to get a cube, a 20-foot cube that gets both of the worms in it, but not any of our friends? Yeah, they're, I mean, they're massive enough, and they're kind of tussling with each other as well, so easily. Then I will cast Erupting Earth at them. Okay, so that makes the terrain difficult. And what else does it do? Uh, they have to make a dex saving throw. Okay, they both succeed, I'm assuming, with 17 and 18 respectively. Okay, does it do any damage? It does 3d12, 4d12, so they take half of that. So they take half of 32. Uh, that is damage dealt to the one that was charmed. Let's see if it breaks the charm. Uh, unfortunately, that is a natural 20. Uh, they are going to stop fighting themselves in a second here. Uh, but that is the last of the round, so it goes back up to the top of the order. So, Dinar, you're up again. You feel your spell break. Okay. Well, with that gone, then I guess it's just good old-fashioned Eldritch Blast. So, I guess my poor Charmed One. The Charmed One hasn't been damaged at all. The other one has taken all the damage. Yeah, yeah it has. It hey, yeah. the saving throw. Well, I mean, uh-huh. besides the... the what, fit 16 that it took from that? The other one has taken considerably more damage. Yeah, so my one that broke the charm, I guess I'm going to strike at him. So, like, these 
magic sparks come shooting out of my hand. So first attack, no. Does not hit. All right, 23. That hits. Um, five force plus an extra three thunder damage. Okay, and this is to the one that was drunk, right? Correct. Okay. And that was it for me. All right, that brings us down to the sevens. <laughs> or sorry, that brings us to Ron at 11. So, Ron? I'm going to bonus action hide. That's a 17 plus 10, 27. Uh, these things are flanked, just so you know. You don't have to hide to get advantage. Oh, then I'm not going to hide yet. There you go. <laughs> I'll do that after I attack. We'll save the uh, the uh, the 27. Okay, so now I'm going to stab them. Okay, go ahead. Stab the one that has already been hit. And you get to roll with advantage. Uh, yeah, and it's not a good roll. <laughs> Even with advantage, I did so well on stealth, and I that was the good roll. Um, that's a 14. Barely misses. Uh, so unfortunately, you uh, you just kind of plink off of its hide, and you said you were going to try to go and, and stealth away? Yeah, I'm going to bonus action stealth. Uh, it takes a the, swipe at you with its tail and misses. Okay. And you can duck behind oh. some of the, the sandy landscape. Okay. All right. <laughs> Now the sevens, That's which it. brings us to Quint. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to I'm gonna punch it. Go I'm for just going to punch it. Make some punching. <laughs> punch wizard. <laughs> that didn't work. Nope. A 12 Does also didn't hit. work. Yep. <sighs> Bonus action. Flurry blows. <laughs> okay, go for it. 11. What am I doing? I'm whiffing now. Okay, one more. 20. That hits. Okay. Eight damage. Stunning strike. Okay. Ooh, that is uh, 14. What's your DC? Uh, Checking. Hang on. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? I'm trying to find it. There it is. Uh, 14. DC 14. All right. So unfortunately, meets it, beats it. Uh, 10 plus 4. <sighs> okay. Well, that's Sorry. all I got. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> uh, Mirzy, you're up. Uh, I'm going to cast Mirror Image. So there's four of us. Four of you and four of, four of you riding tubies appear. Tubi is still big, right? Yes. All right. Um, point attack. Okay, you're gonna ride him into battle. No, I'm not gonna ride him into battle. They'll knock me off. <laughs> okay. Um, these things are too I big. Don't, to... I did not learn that skill. Okay, these things are too big to uh to knock down. To He's knock just down. Gonna so attack. Gonna take... it, yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and roll me a, a bite attack and a uh, swipe attack. That's a 17. Does he have any pluses? Doesn't matter. Does that'll hit. Book? He's got a plus six. That'll definitely hit, and that should be a D8 plus five. That book is over on the right side of the floor. That's okay. So D8 plus five damage, please. Nine. That's nine. an easy math. That is an easy math. Four plus five is nine. All right. Uh, second attack. So he gets the claw attack as well. This is also with plus six. That's in dirty 18. Uh, that hits. Uh, that is going to be a D6 plus five. Seven. Okay. Uh, this thing does not look happy, plus it's still angry at its friend. Uh, it's going to go, let's see what they decide to do. The one is very confused and doesn't understand why it was attacking its friend. Um, it knows that you did something to it, Diener, so it's going to take a tail swipe at you. Uh, with a 13, which I assume misses. No, that hits. Ooh, okay. That's my armor class. Uh, you are going to take 12 points of piercing damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw DC 15, please. 24. All right, you succeed and do not take any poison damage. Uh, you are you feel the poison try to take hold, but for whatever reason, your 
physiology just doesn't gel well with him. It's going to take a bite attack at May and whiffs with a seven. Uh, its friend is going to it because it attacked him. A pair of sevens does not actually hit its friend. Uh, I'm going to need a d20 roll from one of you, just a straight d20 roll. Let's say, Corey, straight d20 roll, please. I rolled a seven. Okay, uh, and that brings us down to May and Yordle for your turn, so May. Okay, this round I'm going to go giant size. Okay. So now I'm like 12 feet tall. Not that it really matters to these guys, but you know, whatever. Uh, so roll that as an advantage, but I'll, that's going to hit. I'll just roll again to see you. Sure. Size. Right, no, so definitely a hit though. Two plus seven is nine. Plus two is eleven. Uh, plus a d I'll hold that. Actually, I can use it in either attack or for the next one. So eleven for the first hit. Okay, hits. Twenty-four in the second. Okay, fourteen plus two is sixteen. Uh, and two more is eight. Okay. Uh, this thing is not. I can't. I can't do a bonus action because I went giant size this round. So that's it for me. Okay. Uh, this brings us to Yordle. So they're, the one is more hurt than the other, right? Very much so. It looks like it is uh, bleeding from a number of cuts and bites and scrapes, uh, as well as all the, the damage that you have been dealing with it. Okay. Then I will use Chill Touch on the more. Okay. I rolled a 24. Hits. For four damage. Okay. All right. And that brings us back up to the top of the round. Unless there's any bonus actions for you? Uh, nope. Okay. So... At the start of the combat, uh, this round, so Dinar, you were about to take an attack when you start to notice uh, almost like a, a sandstorm is kicking up from the distance. Uh, make a perception check for me, please. Ten. Okay. Um, yeah, it's really weird because it seems like it's coming from where the town was, um, but it's ha definitely heading towards you and it's smaller than you would have expected. Uh, go ahead and take your turn. All right, good old-fashioned Aldrich Blast. So it looks like Mage Hand, but hands shooting off. Literal literal damage. magic finger guns, got it. Yep. Ah, <laughs> oh, first one, crit. All right, roll that beautiful damage. Uh, 13 plus, uh, 13 force plus three thunder. Okay. And that was against the one that used to be charmed. Okay. And that was a crit, so it's doubled, right? Oh, uh, that was with the double. That's with the double. Oh, that's with the double, okay. Yeah. And then, assuming he's still standing... One more. Very much so, still standing. Uh, 14 to hit. Uh, does not hit. All right, then that second shot with the hand missed, and that was all he can do while distracted by the incoming sandstorm. Okay, uh, that brings us up to Quint. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Ron? Do I see the sandstorm? Uh, make a perception check for me, please. Uh, what was that? Sorry, you're cut out there. 17. I am bad at math. That's fine. Uh, you do see it, and it does look a lot smaller, and you, you swear there's there's something at the middle of it. You can't quite make it out, uh, but there's definitely something in the middle of it heading your way. So there's more coming to the party. Seems like it. You're just not sure what. Um, okay, I guess I'll work with what's in front of me, and if I get in range of one of them, am I in range of both of them? Yes, because they're right on top of each other. I've been getting hurt a lot, so... oh. The one looks much, much worse to wear than the other. Okay, I'll go in and try and stab the one and make sure I'm flanking. Okay, go ahead. I I rolled two 19s. That's very good. I, yeah, but I... Does it make up for I, the twos that you rolled before? I know, I know, like when I rolled a two and a three when I had advantage. No, now I roll both of the 19s at once. Um, Damage is seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, 
That's with sneak attack. 22 plus 5. That's 29 total. That's a good chunk. Uh, and I'm going to try and bonus action hide. Well, I don't have to, but I am. Um, that's a 22. Okay. Uh, it does not hit you with its tail as it tries to lash out. Um, and you successfully make your way to out of combat and back behind some. Uh, and this thing looks like it is on death's door. Uh, which brings us to the sevens. Um, go ahead and Quint, what do you do? Quint doing? is going to try and punch it again. Okay. <laughs> and see if maybe she has better luck. Emphasis on try. <laughs> I believe in 18. That hits. Hit. That hits. A whole five damage. All right. Not looking, pr- not looking great. Okay. One more hit here. Cause I got two attacks. 17. Hits. It's another four damage. <sighs> so close. Okay, that's okay, because I still got key points, so flurry of blows. Yep. First one is a 15. Does not hit. Okay, second one is... Uh, second one is 11. Oh, ah! Still alive. Mersey, right. ah! okay. you're up. All I can do. <laughs> All right, we're going to uh, firebomb this. I believe in you. Uh, that's an 11. Uh, so if you're trying to fire wand, it activates. Yes, it activates the wand. Now, got two. Oh, that's a 19. That hits. I just need some damage from you there. I don't have that spell open. <laughs> if it's a firebolt, it's a I, D10. I was going to do something else, and then Anne hit it to almost kill it. So it's, all right, my turn. Not seeing the, the damage roll come through if you did it. There it goes. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Yes, but there's a plus one to that. <laughs> I know so the feeling. Two points. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, this thing has two hit points left still. Um, it's so, so close. Um, it's going to try to run away. I'm holding a scythe. Yeah, you guys are going to get opportunity attacks. All right, go cool. ahead and make your opportunity attacks if you are in combat with it. This thing is trying to dive into the ground and, and burrow away. 22. Yeah, that hits. <laughs> your minimum damage will... Uh, will, will... Eight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you punch this thing. You guys, yeah, you hit it. Everybody basically gets that, that final hit in. Uh, as it tries to burrow in, leaving its it friend It turns behind. around and we make it explode. <laughs> uh, it, try- it dives into the ground. You are you hit it as it's burrowing in, uh, and then it just kind of stops moving. Uh, its friend looks concerned uh, and turns his attention back to you. And, well, everybody go ahead and make me a perception roll, please. Finally, something I'm going to get at. 14. 19. 25. 23. <laughs> Uh, anybody who rolled above a 10 starts to notice that the sandstorm is moving way, way faster than you expected uh, and way quicker than, than than it probably should have. And then you realize at the center of it is not anything. Well, it's not what you expected. It's a boat. And you look closer. And Wait it's, a minute. And it has sails. And you swear that you hear the off-key singing of a goblin doing its worst impersonation of Wagner uh, as it comes in and just unloads a bunch of cannons into this other one that's remaining. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Getting, what do you mean it doesn't? I make it hit something else. You're making the airship yeah, hit something else? Yeah, I didn't get else? to hit this effing thing, man. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I, can't, I can't do that. <laughs> in point of fact, it's out of range. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Uh, so it got two natural 20s and an 8. <laughs> Is is there anything left of the other worm? Uh, yeah, it's still alive. Uh, but you see, like cannon shots rain into this thing uh, as b- 
Bob settles in to broadside it, uh, and it is going to flee as well. Uh, you guys can take your final swipes. I, you cannot do enough damage to kill it with its remaining hit points. I can tell you that right now, unless every single mm-hmm. one of you crit. Um, but it is running away. Nobody has Sentinel. <laughs> Does anybody have Sentinel? <laughs> Nobody has Sentinel. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you can still I roll. Got 14. You can still roll to see if you crit. No crit here. No. No, no crit. Okay. Uh, it it burrows into the ground uh, and seems to drag the corpse of its friend with it uh, and is just gone. Uh, and Bob settles down the airship and lowers the plank as it hovers just a, a few inches off the ground. And uh, the dust storm around it settles. Uh, and he just he greets you. Hey! Uh, sorry. Took me, off. T- t- took me longer to fix it. Hey, what's your problem? You drove off my kill. I mean, if you want to wrestle, we can do that. But, I mean, I, I came oh. to get you. I- what? You said you wanted to fight me. Let's go. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> and Bob takes his shirt off and walks down the plank. Y- you sure you want to do Quinn's this? Just watching this going. Um, maybe not. Maybe this is not a good idea, May. Um, I'm going to cast hold person on him. On who? On Bob. If you do that, I will get mad. <laughs> uh, for for those at home, May is raging right now, so is not quite in perfect mind state. Uh, actually, I, I can put, cast it on two people. I'll just cast it on both, just to kind of hold them in place. Okay. Uh, what's your DC? All right, it's uh, Wisdom fourteen. Uh, Bob rolled a fifteen. Uh oh. <laughs> you got me. Uh oh. So you see, Bob sees that uh, May is now frozen in place. Well, that's probably for the best. All right. Well, the rest of you want to ride home because I, I mean, I was told to come get you. Can we take Bertrand on the ship? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he's a big one. And you see Bob's ah. kids, Bob's kids like filter off the ship as they see Bertrand and just start like petting it and climbing all over it. And Bertrand's just like, yeah, all right, this is fine. <laughs> we we kind of made a friend. Ah, well, I mean, it's I got like, we got berths on the ship and, and like a stable type thing. Like we 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 travel, we ship livestock. So he he's welcome aboard. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to load Bertrand onto the ship. Okay. Well, and he puts his shirt back on. Welcome aboard. Um, sorry it took so long. They they don't have crystals here. Really, really weird. You figure it's a desert. They have glass. They have crystals. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, jokes on me, I guess. Did have to kill a bunch of people though. They tried to take the wood from the ship. It wasn't pretty. Quinn kind of walks up to me. Still there? Are we going? Hmm. Oh yeah, no, okay. the city's okay. fine. They did. They, they they were fine. They were criminals. They were trying to steal wood from like the shipyard. They didn't, like, local authorities were fine with it. I just, you know, it was messy. Quint walks up to me and says, pull it together. We'll go back to the city and you can punch something else to your heart's content. Well, I can't respond to you. Yes, you can. You can talk. You are held. You are not, you are not unconscious. Okay. Am I still raging? Uh, so at this point you have been out of combat. Nothing has attacked you and nothing. Is, you have not attacked anything in more than a round. So your rage subsides. Then I grunt. I'm fine. All right. All right. However, I am. I can't look at Dinar, but I'm like, I will remember this. And well, you should. All right. I drop hold. Bob walks up to uh to me. No offense. Didn't really want to fight you anyway, but uh, yep. You're, if you want to learn how to control your rage, I'm happy to train with you. I was like you once, but they murdered my wife. Full of rage. Didn't know how to turn it off. It was bad. She seems fine now. Oh no, my first wife. She's a goblin, like me. And. 
they drove you out for murdering their own, correct? Oh, I didn't kill my wife. You just did? You did! No, when my wife died. I said died. I didn't say I oh, killed her. That's what I thought you just he, he said. Like, he, he, like, he, he like looks at you and like points to his ears. Do you need a trim? <laughs> you okay? You just said I couldn't control my rage and my wife died. No, I couldn't. That's what I heard. No, he couldn't control his rage after his wife died. That's what okay, turned him into a barbarian. What, Joe, I, I'm pretty sure that's what you said. I heard I heard the exact same thing Fair and enough. I was like my mouth was gaping open over here. Yeah. <laughs> no, Bob Bob you did not Bob, Bob did not that was not what he was trying I to infer. Bob did my rage and my wife died. My ears are fine. Yeah, I heard <laughs> I heard when my wife died, uh-huh. not and my wife died, but it was close. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, no, he uh, he just looks at you, he's like well, I can, again I can help you. It's it's okay. Like I haven't killed my wife yet. I'm not entirely I, sure. I, I didn't either. It. Like, you know, I mean, that was technically Hatterai and D and a whole bunch of Ron, them. But yeah, I look at Robin. You heard it too, right? Uh, yeah, but if uh... I'm just, I'm gonna get on the boat now. <laughs> and the the, the kids it's just got awkward. <laughs> yeah, the kid, the, the kids help uh, help bring Bertrand onto the ship. Um, you guys can get on there. Bob gets back to the helm. Uh, the plank raises. And you guys are back into the air. Uh, so are we heading back to Highgate, or are we going back to town? Can we can we stop by the city first? Because I have I have some things to trade. Sure. You better uh, hope they don't notice that the forest is coming for them. So we're not. I mean, we don't have to spend a whole time RPing or uh, doing the the bartering. Uh, you can basically make a small fortune. Um, you will have the equivalent of five thousand gold pieces worth of stuff that you'll be able to choose or barter from. Um, which is a goodly amount. Um, can I just take the that, gold and split it between everybody? Yeah, you can also chest we found the one that had all the the stuff in it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you have that as well. You guys should have marked that down from the last time. We didn't. I don't think we ever split that up. But you got, again, it's not that sort of minutia yeah. stuff. That's we can we can deal yeah, with that. Yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, but you're able to move the wood pretty quickly. Um, you do notice that there are in the shipyard. Looks like the remains of several. Uh, Yan T, uh, that were probably the ones Bob was talking about earlier. Um, they are being essentially pulled and put up as a warning, uh, that this is a lawful place and you do not do that. We, we do not steal. We barter. That is the way of things. Uh, and you can either stay for the night. It is starting to encroach into evening, or you can start heading back to Highgate over the, the two day journey. Um, Bob does have berths on the ship, so you guys can also bunk. You have your rooms there. I'm perfectly ready to head back and be done with this desert. I want to know who sent you. Ah, well, uh, our mutual benefactor. And he holds out a raven feather. Hmm. I don't argue with her. Ever. <laughs> Quint is going to quietly hand out the gold. Everybody gets a hundred or 833 gold pieces. <clears throat> the journey back towards Highgate is rather uneventful. Uh, the skies are clear. The night sky, as you make your first evening back towards, uh, it is perfectly clear. You can see all of the stars in the sky, several constellations, uh, shooting stars. The twin moons are out uh, and shining brightly in full effect. Um, Bob's wife is currently at the, the current wife is currently at the helm of the ship uh, as he prepares dinner for everybody. Uh, and it is a feast that is just, you know, you haven't had feast in a, a few days. Um, and, you know, he sits there and, and looks at a, so, uh, you, it's, he looks, looks down. It's been a week. It's definitely been an interesting week. Yes. 
Oh, no, no, no. I mean, it's been uh, a week. It's been a week since you guys left town. Oh. It definitely has not been a week for you. It's been like a day and a half at most in whatever you guys were doing. Huh. Hmm. It doesn't. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, because I had to have the, I had to have the crystal ship back down from Highgate. I look at uh, Ron. Well, we got your God's cup. Yes. I, Ron will uh, pull it out of her pack and like try to clean any dirt or blood off of it while she's sitting here. There's literally nothing on it. It is pristine. It glows. It has a soft, warm glow to it a little bit in the light here as far as the lanterns. Uh, it's almost like it's got that that Photoshop effect with the like the Gaussian blur <laughs> light thing going on around it. All that for a cup. Huh. Quint kind of looks at it. What's so special, special about that? Anyway. Damn if I know. God. It belonged it's... to hell. Okay. She's a goddess. And uh, I don't know what power it holds, but it's some power. God's like to interfere with the world. Mm, yes. So, I mean, Ron, seen. you you specifically know that uh, Hell doesn't like to interfere with the main world. Um, mm. She likes to maintain balance and will interject when necessary as to the point that she's allowed, but she doesn't like interfering. She she doesn't usually interfere. She, But this was lost. I mean, Lilith had claimed it, and that, whatever she can do with it, it's not a good thing for Lilith to have it. So we'll take it. We'll take it to safer hands. I think Hutter. I will hopefully look after it. <laughs> I remember what he lost it the first time. <laughs> I was just going to suggest. I was just going to mention yeah. that. So well, he was, maybe a, he was kind of a drunkard back then. I don't. I think he's better now. Maybe I don't know. I hope he'll look after it better this time. Well, if not, you'll just have another adventure to go on. <laughs> um. Hmm. Bob is like annoyingly upbeat. Like <laughs> this is kind of how he is. All right. Unless there's anything else you guys want to do or talk about, the trip goes very smoothly for the next day, uh, and you touch back down in Highgate, uh, right into the uh, the Sky Harbor, uh, and you are led back down into the city. Uh, everybody, you know, it's just a normal day here. Everything looks peaceful and normal. Uh, I assume you're making your way back over to the temple? Ron certainly is. Plan to follow, follow along just to make sure, you know, things happen correctly. Okay. The path to the temple is pretty straightforward. Uh, you make your way over to the temple district. You walk into the, the temple of hell. Uh, and you are not in the temple of hell when you walk through the doors, but in what looks like a lavish living room uh, filled with carpets and the warm scent of incense. Uh, it looks like plush pillows thrown about the floor. Uh, and you look at the walls and they look like they are tapestries or more specifically the walls of a yurt. Um, and you see Hatterai and D sitting at a very low table sipping tea, and an old crone of a woman is serving them, uh, and they all look up at you. Quint looks around. Well, this Ron, kind of, Ron kind of glances around and says, this doesn't seem normal exactly, but we've." she'll just pull the chalice out of her bag and hold it up. Hatterai, like gets up and knocks the table. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Oh, success! Success! Excellent! And he, he rushes forward and like embraces you in a gigantic bear hug. I I knew I knew you could do it. Excellent. <laughs> and then he he reaches out for the cup and do you do you just hand it over? Do I have a feeling that this is still Hatterai? That this is uh, yeah. That this just, isn't weird. No, he's just in a good mood. Insight okay, check. Okay. You can you can make an insight <laughs> check. It's going to be very low. Nineteen. Yep, you know, it's it smells like Hatterai. It feels like Hatterai. He's just happy. He was miserable the last time you guys saw him. Uh because uh, yeah. yeah, he if he wants it, he can have it. 
Uh, he grabs it. <laughs> and then he walks right over to the old crone and just hands it to her like, uh, sorry, mother. And kind of like bows and like leans back over to, to Ron. Thank you. The old crone that was serving them? Mm-hmm. Huh. And she takes it and she smiles and it looks like half of her face is um, not responsive. Uh, almost like it's the, the muscles are atrophied. Um, and you look a little bit closer and you see half of her hair is a rich, vibrant, uh, deep black. The other half looks like it is wispy and gray. Um, and she seems to match Hatterai in a lot of ways. Half of her seems very alive. Other half, eh, maybe not so much. And you notice that the cloak shawl that she wears around her shoulders uh, is made out of raven's feathers. And she smiles and pats Hatterai on the cheek, walks over to a cupboard and opens it, puts the cup inside of the cupboard and closes it. And as it was open, you notice there's just regular cups in there. Doesn't look like anything special. And then she looks at you. Well, uh, I thank you for doing what my son could not. I appreciate it. Would you like some tea? Yes, of course. That would be... I mean, Ron doesn't exactly know how to respond to the immediate presence of a goddess. Well, like one that isn't trying to kill her. That, Quinn that has be... no idea what's going on. So she's like, <laughs> yes, I'll have some tea and sits down. And she, everybody who accepts the tea, you walk around and it's very reminiscent of tea from home. Um, for Yordle, if you accept it, it is made out of and steeped out of mushrooms. Uh, for Quint, it looks like they are made out of astral tea leaves. Um, there, there's a little bit of personal flavor for each of you. And she sits down in uh, what looks like a very comfortable chair after serving all of you. And uh, I don't know what this liquid is. Uh, did you have a drink that your clan drank at home? I mean, water. Blood sometimes. Then it would just be water. Oh, okay. Why are you all so excited about water? It's very good water. <laughs> she, she laughs. I, I like her. She's fun. Uh, you have all done very, very well. Um, I don't know how else to say this. I have a job that I would like for you to do. And you are no under no obligation to do any of this. It is simply an ask. I will attempt to reward you as handsomely as I can. But my son and daughter are a little older now, and they have responsibilities, and I can't send them anymore. I need some agents in the world. And she looks at all of you. How would you like to kill Lilith? Ron just smiles. My ears go up. Like, you know, cat ears go up. Yeah. Like that. Like, hmm? that sounds interesting. You, you, you're talking about killing a god? Well, she's mostly... Well, saying that she's mostly dead would not be incorrect, but it wouldn't be the first time. But if you accept, I will do everything I can to help you be prepared. And it won't be easy. No, she's she's crafty. But if you pull it off, the world will be safer. We will stop whatever plan she's doing. Because even I don't know what it is. And you'll be heroes. And favored, in my eyes. And you get to say you killed the god. And that's where we'll end our session. <laughs> so you have successfully retrieved the cup, brought it back home. And now you have a proposition for future endeavors should we return to Otherworld. Um, I do want to thank everybody who participated in this. Uh, I did want to try to have an, a momentous end uh, for the final game of the campaign, uh, bring it back so that everybody could have a little bit of time in the the, the, the sun, so to speak, and, and sort of end things a little bit strong. Um, I do want to thank you, the players, for playing. Thank you very, very much. Um, I hope you all had fun. If you didn't, you know, just let me know offline. It's fine. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, for those of you that were listening through the Otherworld campaign, thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. Um, if you like to hear this type of content and are interested in more of it in the future, uh, be sure to subscribe to our Patreon at blizzardwatch.com or patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. Um, anything you can give supports and it helps us when we're trying to branch out into further content to that effect. We also have the Tavern Watch podcast, uh, which we'll be recording next week, um, which is all about we- tabletop RPGs, right? The week after next, I week believe. Week after next week, sorry. Yeah. Time time was a flat circle, folks. Um, oh, yeah. we're, having, we're having a lot of fun doing that. Look, and we're it's been forward. a year, okay? It's been a year. Just, just yeah. Just, <laughs> if he time gets into the same weird... month, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we are looking forward to recording more of that. And we do have uh, several things planned for that in the future. And again, uh, we will be live streaming that as well here on the channel. Uh, and we will have a, a feed set aside specifically for it. Uh, and we do have uh, some big plans for that. Uh, but I do want to thank you. Thank everybody for, for participating with us and join us. Liz, is there anything you need to, to plug or, or let the audience know? Uh, no, just tune in for Tavern Watch at the end of the month. Fantastic. All right, folks. Well, thank you very, very much. And we will see you next time.